Hello and welcome to the first ever podcast for Steel Popcorn's Saturday Night 3-Way. Um, I'm Gaz and with me is Fox and Chris. Hello. Hello. Um, Fox, do you want to introduce yourself so people know your voice and to identify it? There's only one thing I need to say here though. I've warned you. Go for it. My name's Fox, but if you get past this intro, it means I've done alright. It's been allowed on the internet. Hey. Um, and the hopefully cleaner of the two, um, Chris, do you want to? Cleaner and probably quieter. I've got a suspicion that my voice is going to be uh, a little overrun by Fox's abuse of the films. Abuse? <laughs> um, <laughs> abuse towards the film, that's sorry. That's it lightly. <laughs> the two things obviously I need to cover are um, well, the majority of our listeners are American, so apologies in advance for what accents, but we don't know how to do American accents. Um, so you're just going to have to uh, try your best with one. The second thing for the British audiences that are listening, I should really clear up, is just so we don't get taken off the air on the second one. <laughs> um, no one here has slept with Andrew Sachs's granddaughter, have they? No. That, that's not actually oh, strictly dirty yeah. fucking bag. That's not strictly true, actually. <laughs> Right, um, we'll be putting Chris on a five second delay then. Um, the films we're going to be watching tonight, uh, we're doing early 80s B-movie monster films. Um, so wrong, it needs to be 60s. <laughs> we're going to be covering, first of all, uh, Larry Cohen's Cue the Winged Serpent. I was waiting to be heckled by Fox there, but well done. Um, secondly, we're going to be as covering... As long as that trailer you've shown me isn't the only bit of gore, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, you'll see a running theme with Fox where he, he, he literally needs go like other people need A um, and then we're going to be covering alli- uh, Alligator Alligator yeah and finally we're going to be covering Razorback the Australian giant killer pig movie <laughs> sounds interesting I never watched that trailer <laughs> not to be confused with uh, what was it Hogzilla yeah not to be confused with Hogzilla um, is, that, so, is that one of the unreleased Godzilla enemies is it it's a giant pig in America this time. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, um, we're going to crack on and we'll see you back for our opinion on Q. <laughs> we're back with Q the Winged Serpent. Um, the story of a giant, as the title says, mythical winged Aztec god eating people in New York City. You mean a plasticine model for 50p? I was trying to sell it to the people, okay? But you yeah, can't it's sell a plus shit by Larry Cohen. It's a, yeah, Fox has an aversion to Larry Cohen. Do you want to you talk about why you, you hate Larry Cohen so much? He's just a cunt. Is that, is that. And his movies are shite. Every movie we. The last Larry Cohen, right? You, the. Whoever's listened to this, right, you haven't seen my review of the last three Wayward Dicks and never went up. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with any Larry Cohen Right, let's talk about the films we've seen out of the last three Wayward, the, the mythical lost one. Um, we watched The Ambulance, we watched Maniac Cop, and we watched well, It's Alive. Because it did have the best fucking line in it ever. Where the guy turns round and he throws the bedpan at him, and the guy goes, oh shit, and Buttons turns around and goes, no, piss. <laughs> the best line ever in a movie. I will like give that. Larry Cohen that, right? But I've got the other movies that are that crap. It's, it's Alive, the killer baby movie. Which was shite. 
because all you saw was this little freaky thing for about three seconds and it did fuck all but whinge and try and munch people then you never saw the people get munched they missed the opportunity where the kid brother sees it in the in the cellar and the kid brother should have been munched <laughs> so regarding uh, Q the Wind Serpent you had a complete aversion to it before you, you no I just started. had a thing against it, 80s B movies and, but and that what, was alright it and, sounds like you were tainted by the fact that uh, it was uh, Larry Cohn from I just don't like the guy and as for La- Larry Cohen, if you're listening, I'd, I'd, I'd be scared because you don't Here's really want to Here's a quote for you, Larry Cohen. On your next movie, put, don't watch this, stab yourself in the japs eye with a rusty nail. <laughs> I really I'll don't, give you that one for free. I really don't know how to come back. I mean, Cue the Winged Servant has, as a B-movie goes, within the first five minutes, you've got fantastic shots of New York, gratuitous nudity, uh, nudity, sorry. You and picked those two over some guy's head coming and, up. And, and, and I was going to say, and. No, your priorities and, are wrong. Your priorities are wrong. It okay, admittedly. Go, nudity, bit well, of New York. I would have went with New York, nudity, gratuitous nudity, and some guy losing his head while washing windows. You see, I think my favourite scene in the whole film was that first scene where the guy loses his head and washing the window. But that's where it went wrong, though, because I show you that in the trailer. It's a typical. Same with every all the other ones, like It's Alive, it's the freaky baby and you were thinking yes it's going to eat shit but it didn't it was an hour and a half of turd was that a trailer wash polished style that was just a clip the, 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 the trailer is just 30 seconds of a red circle a red dot which some <laughs> stupid arsehole who owns a Mac probably would pay a thousand dollars you're just deliberately provoking him up now aren't you? you don't need a provokers <laughs> did you not like did you not like the cast it's got like Richard Roundtree Shaft David Carradine, which he Frank obviously and just didn't die quick enough. <laughs> An hour twenty in the movie, and he dies. Yeah, because Fox, we should explain to the listeners, has uh, a complete thirst for token black guy deaths in B movies. No, I don't. It's just typical eighties. There was always the token guy who got shot first. But, we're really but sh- now you're making me sound like a racist bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we really not should speak about. We really should speak about Michael Moriarty. Who's who, that? That was the the main thief, the main guy in the whole movie. Yeah, or the overacting guy. Do you not think the the guy's doing full on De Niro in a movie about a giant plasticine servant? It. We'll put it this way: for the ten bucks he got paid to do that part, because Larry Cohn's a tight bastard, <laughs> he probably bought some floor polish. To the and he to, was that wrecked for three. To hours. the lawyers of Larry Cohn, if you're listening, uh, I have nothing. So if you if you want to sue, you you really you you, you can't sue us because you don't know who I am. I'll give you a dress. <laughs> you can give me a dress, and I'll put one of those crosses outside your house. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you not think I'll go get a chainsaw from? Do you not think tire? shooting in New York the way they did is like it's pretty impressive? It's like full scale scenery, unrestricted New York access. That's pretty cool. The scenery's fantastic. Fair enough, they're putting a giant plasticine monster over the top of it, but it it's fantastic. In a strange way, I think I would like that movie more if they didn't actually spend any money. On the effects of that bird, and they actually did just buy like a fifty pence toy out of a Kinder egg. Well, on string, or not even on string. Make a proper budget and put it on a fucking straw, right? And just take it across the screen so you can see the straw. That's what a B movie should. Well, that's do. what I was saying earlier. Don't you think it would have been better if they just drew a picture, drew a picture on a bit of paper, and just moved the paper across the screen? No, because that takes effort. I think what <laughs> which I just didn't need. I think we're gonna, what we're probably going to find with like the, the three films we're going to watch, uh, well, the two films that are left to watch, is that like the essentially they'll take a lot from stuff like Jaws, where like you don't, or even Alien, where you don't see anything until 
Yeah, the very I, end. I, I'd agree with that. But Jaws works because it's actually decent. It had a budget. It wasn't made off but the winnings off a pound scratch card. Not, do you not think that films like you and probably what we're going to be seeing later on is there is something very much to admire about the fact that they're doing a lot with very little. Like, there's a lot I like about Q because it's inventive with next to nothing. There's there's no money in that movie whatsoever. You yet- name other movies that were made on next to nothing, right? Name a few, go on. Death Race 2000, just in keeping with the David Carradine link. If that was made for nothing, that's a million times better than what Larry Cohn could even dream of. It's still a movie like like Q the Wing Serpent that has a huge amount of inventiveness on very little money. Yeah, but you see people get run over in that one. <laughs> people get eaten by And they offer gadgies who are gonna die. Right? Gadgets being old people for those who don't know. They offer Yeah, we should, ex- we should the explain hospital. the American audiences that the slang Old people, gadgies, you're in with that. Yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, they're outside the hospital, and they offer them up to get ran over. But you see what they should have done is made them run over the old people. This is the only problem with this movie. And then he should have done a U-turn. <laughs> but and come Q, back has, the doctors. Q has random businessmen offering themselves up as sacrifices to an Aztec god. We just, just kind of got down there. That the, the, the problem with this film is there's not enough old people getting run over. No. Oh, the, the, we'll just run off on a tangent. All right. I'll just talk about Death Race 2000 for a bit. I was going to say, like, you, you can't get any more out of Q than what it's offering, and Fox is like, well. How much was Bubba Hotep made on? It looked like it had a budget. It looked like it had, like. Yeah, but a budget could be 10 pence. No, but it looked decent. And but that had Bruce Campbell in, though, and he's just like the shit. But this, this has Shaft and Frankenstein in it. Or Bill from Kill Bill, or, or Kane from Kung Fu, whatever. And, and clearly, if you look at the credits that are still up on the screen there, Bruce Carradine has to be like, he has to be some relation. Well, exactly, the lesser of I the Carradine. I, I love his title, though. They couldn't <laughs> even be asked to give him a name, right? So they've called the him victim. the victim. You've got Everyone else has got a name, part, apart from the robbers. You've got the, just... the professor, the watchman. You've got David David Carradine, Keith, Keith Carradine, I think it is. Um... I'm ke- there's the three famous Carradine brothers I'm always forgetting them Bruce Carradine is clearly the ginger freckly, <laughs> freckly one in the family he's, he didn't even get a name in the film he's just he was the one victim. that was kept under the stairs as a kid because his parents <laughs> were embarrassed right do we have anything more we'd like to say on on Cue the Wing Serpent before we move on to Alligator which I, I really do which have which is going to suck you said this about Q and you ended up liking it. Yes, but Why? that had a decent monster where this is an alligator, right? Which is obviously going to be a fucking motorised head. Yeah, but the, supposedly, if I remember correctly, it's an alligator with a name. It's called Ramon. Ramon the alligator. Ramon the alligator. Ramon the alligator. That's like someone's paid £5 to sponsor an animal at a zoo and they've called it Ramon for a laugh. Right, we'll hope, this, we'll hope you stick with it as we move on to the next one. Um, no, I, I just want to clear up this thing that you think I'm a racist bastard. Well, who said anything about racist bastard? <laughs> you before you said I've got a thing about token black men. Would you want to explain it in your own? I'll, I'll leave the mic open to you. You explain. I'm not explaining that. Just I'm not racist. I couldn't care if it was... A man, a child, I don't care as long as someone dies and then they're obviously the token like sacrifice of the movie. I think essentially there's certain characteristics in, in those films that... In the 80s, would you guarantee, right, typically all the 80s movies, mm-hmm. some of the decent ones you've seen, have always got this token guy that gets topped off. And he just happens to be black. Yeah, actually, Which is the case, yeah. Actually, it's not me being nasty. No, I'm not saying it is. is a trend. But you're, not, you're missing the fact that yeah. the black guy in this movie is Richard Roundtree, who just happens to be Shaft, 
they're not going to kill Shaft off in the first five minutes. Hey, he earned his money for an hour twenty. Otherwise, he would be shafted. See, one, you see one, what one, I did there? One, <laughs> oh, one more interesting point that actually in keeping with what we just brought up there is the fact that the the guy who should die the uh, what, what's his name Michael Moriarty Michael Moriarty doesn't doesn't sorry if I'm spoiling this for anyone who hasn't yeah, seen the film sp- spoiler warning I hate yes, that yeah which I think I've already just spoiled so <laughs> but who he doesn't, cares he doesn't Hang die on. this movie's 59 million years should. old <laughs> the, 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 I, think the, I think the point you're trying to make is there's, there's like you would expect for Michael Moriarty to get some sort of comeuppance but in yeah. actual fact by the end of the movie he's kind of making off with his riches and his life basically so, I, he doesn't get any riches because they take the money back off him as the lawyer said at the end if you were listening sorry I, I was too busy so he's got shit but at the same he's time got his life it is interesting that they didn't follow the, I think the standard kind of I know in some ways they did follow the standard sort of procedure with it but like they didn't totally follow the way they expect these films to go so it wasn't totally yeah I'd, I'd agree with that no but I will say it's paid by numbers B movie though which is a plus but, in my book exactly it's a paid by numbers B movie but it's a good paid by people numbers people die movie. the story's pretty secondary all you want to see is the plasticine model pretty good. Fox has pretty much summed it up there so uh, <laughs> thank you very much we'll see you in a minute Okay, we're back for round two with uh, Lewis Teague's Alligator, written by the infamous John Sales. Um, Fox, do you want to lead off? I, I should say, by the <laughs> way, before we get started, um, Fox's lawyers have been in touch, and I'm uh, obliged to point out that Fox is in no way racist at all. So uh, I apologise profusely for any suggestion um, in that matter. Um, I apologise, Fox. Please don't sue again. Fox has left the building. So over to you, Chris. What was what were your thoughts on... Uh, we should explain alligator is the story of Ramon, a pet alligator that is flushed down the toilet, yeah. ends up in the sewers, eats a load of hormone-ravaged dead <laughs> animals, grows to be 50 no, feet. Whole, many dogs, I think. Yeah. Um, breaks out and goes on a rampage of eating lots of people. Well, if it's if it's alligators taught me anything, it's taught me never to eat hormone infected dogs. Yeah, all so those hormone infected dogs did look like kebabs that you get after you've been on the piss. Yeah, I've got to be honest. Like, look at, from the looks of them, I really do think I've probably eaten some hormone infected dogs in my time. I, I think yeah, there's pretty much up. every every single takeaway outlet in Newcastle City Centre <laughs> after half past eleven at night serves. Hormone infected dogs. Well, they um, call a kebab, it's really just mutated rat on stick. To be honest, if a small alligator gets out in Newcastle, we're screwed. Yeah. It's going to um, under some giant beast in Ravaged City. But in, in our defence, we do have Robert Forster, who, um, you know, isn't working much since Jackie Brown. So we could always hire him to come and do what he did here, because he did a pretty good job. I mean, I like alligator, I have to say it's. I, I, I was about to say that it's unpretentious, but as I was saying while we were watching the film, any anything where an alligator breaks out and manages to hunt down the wedding party of the man who is responsible for turning him into a 50-foot monster, that's a little pretentious. <laughs> so I, I don't really have that defence anymore. Or but it's just really, a really clever alligator. Yeah. Like Jaws in Jaws the Revenge, who mm. manages to hunt the Brody family down all the way at the Bahamas. Yeah. 
because there's some left that he hasn't eaten. That's what. Yeah. Well, exactly. And it's it's not even it's not even Jaws. It's a relative of Jaws. So it's like I've known genetically like intelligent. Jaws is ginger freckled stepchild. <laughs> is there a theme going on with ginger people? <laughs> Because we'll have noticed both movies have had a ginger person who smokes a pipe. Yeah, that, that, that's a good thing to point out. In both Q, the Winged Serpent, and Alligator, it consists of minor characters who are both ginger, scientific in nature, and smoking a pipe. Yeah, I can't remember. The, who was the ginger guy in Q with the pipe? I don't remember that. He was just a random science random dude, wasn't he? at the back, yeah. But uh, no, no, I thoroughly enjoyed Alligator. I thought it was... It was like I mean, it, it, it wasn't the greatest film I've ever seen in my life. By a long stretch of the imagination, but but that one should have either been the first movie or the final movie to be honest. You could sort of generally turn off and watch. Yeah, that few serpents are better. Mm. I would have said. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see alligator to the mutation because <laughs> to me, the mutation is that an alligator has turned to a fifty foot, like hormone infected, <laughs> like. Alligator. What? What? What's the mutation? Yeah, how can you get more mutated? It, it could be like Gremlins too, in which the Gremlins turn into like a monocle wearing guy who sits and talks very eloquently behind a news desk. I, I, you could have a giant crocodile doing that. That that would be a good I, sequel. I'd pay some money to see a, a crocodile with a monocle. Yeah. Yeah. And a pipe. Yeah. But we do have to point out the rather classic scene of Henry Silver, like one of the the cult character as he was uh, in the Mancurian Candidate with Frank Sinatra, and he's also plays a minor role in Ghost Dog, and in this he plays the world's greatest alligator hunter who walks down an alleyway and doesn't see a fifty foot alligator hiding behind a cardboard <laughs> box. And bin bags, there was bin uh, bags. Uh, oh yeah. Those bin bags makes all the difference. So, uh, you must admit though, an alligator is pretty well camouflaged in an urban alleyway, though, isn't it? What just sneakily hiding, but like you took its monocle and its ginger wig <laughs> off and just just hid behind a cardboard box. If yeah, it wasn't for that pipe it. smoke, it would have gone yeah. away with it. Put a bit of camel makeup on, you know. But uh, but no, I mean, like I, I think one of the things that surprised was the soundtrack because that was actually like this. It, it, it was decent. Yeah, it it captured that whole because obviously I think we were talking earlier on about how it had a Jawsy kind of thing to it, and I think it captured that with the soundtrack alone. This, is this that is, not basically because it did just rip a Jaws? Yeah, but this is the thing is when you look at the reviews for Alligator, they're all saying it's a rip on on Jaw like Jaws, and people are trying to defend it by saying no, it's actually thematically more a, a rip on Piranha, but Piranha in itself is a rip on Jaws, so. You know, you can keep going along the, the the link as long as you like, but it all it all goes back to Jaws, the the lone cop who no one will listen to who has to go it alone in order to save the day. But it wasn't as good as Jaws by miles. Because Jaws, yeah. is, I, I love Jaws. Yeah, as as readers of Steel Popcorn, will know it's it's my joint favourite movie of all time. So, what's in the movie? the post I write in front of her but seeing as this is an, yeah. <laughs> an audio track I'll point out that I own one of only two UK quad posters for Midnight Run <laughs> for me the greatest movie of the 80s I have to point out um, but no do I have anything else you want to touch upon? Not really well, We should mention probably like the I don't know that, that enormous robotic thing that they, they built for us because that, that's quite interesting. Yeah, that, that's a... It spent about, how much was it, £25,000 room? Dollars. Dollars, yeah. sorry, $25,000 on this huge robotic thing that's in the film for like... 
Well, it's hard to say because it, it, it wasn't too bad. Like, some of the shots, mm. I think they kind of mixed it with a bit of live action, real alligator. Yeah. So it's hard to say how, how much of the film, like, you actually saw this robotic thing in there, but it wasn't... We, we should also cover the fact that, according to trivia, there is notices to uh, the Orson Welles movie The Third Man in some of the sewer sequences, but we... I was looking for it, but I Yeah, we, it. We, we didn't pick up on that, so... Unless it was in that first bit with all the, with like the swatch sticker and the hell sign and God knows what else. <laughs> yeah, true, true. So that that's what covered. Now we've got to head on to uh, the one I'm looking forward to the least. Um, hey. Russell Malaki's, if that's the way you pronounce his name, um, Razorback: The Story of a Giant Killer Pig in the Australian <laughs> Outback. Oh, bring it on! See you in round three. So yeah, welcome back to the third and final part. Um, it's nearly half past two in the morning, so you're probably not going to get much sense out of anybody. Um, this is us talking about Razorback, um, the giant killer pig Australian movie. Um, yeah, we should pay mention to the fact that we have really mocked in the past um, uh, American ripoff called Hogzilla, which is a genuine movie. Um, it really does exist. YouTube it, Hogzilla. Was, it that is out out, was that brought out like after this? Yeah, like long after, like just a couple of years ago. Like, so it's sort of a remake. Is it a remake? Well, no, I, I don't know. Or is it um, just a tribute? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call it a tribute, but it's really bad. But when you're basing your foundations on Razorback, um, you're not really getting the strongest of foundations anyway, because Razorback really, for me, isn't a decent movie. It's a guy who got the job, Russell Malacky got the job based on a Duran Duran music video that he'd done and he's essentially shot a giant killer pig movie like a Duran Duran music video which is all smoke and very weird costumes that look sort of like a disco Mad Max thing and I, sh- I should say by the way um, my prospective date lady friend has text throughout the night to try and get an appearance on the podcast um, and a mention so um, <laughs> hello Louise um, she won't be listening at this point but nobody will be listening well, at this, exactly. at this I point mean, if they go past the whole like Fox being racist thing at the start I mean Lo- the, the lawyers really have, <laughs> have insinuated we're not allowed to call Fox a racist um, but we should also add by the way Fox still is in the room but he's uh he died at the around about the twenty minute mark in the Razorback. So it was pretty no, much last time I checked. It was forty two minutes. So, so what what opinion would you like to give on the forty two minutes of Razorback that you did? In the before? state that I am now, I've just woken up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, what as we, Chris said, I did wake up at the best point when the credits are rolling. Yes. Because <laughs> it was shit. It's Razorback. I know. I have to say, Razorback has a huge cult like following. That I've never really understood. There's a lot of films that have a cult following that I can kind of think, well, each to their own. Who's following it like retards? <laughs> Why would you waste two? You're not allowed to say that? retards. Yes, I can. Um, <laughs> Better than the other one I was going to say. <laughs> but it, it, it's really not a good movie. It must Cri- be a small cult. I mean, blind people. I mean, dead people. Why would you me. watch it, Chris? What's mm. what? Uh, do you want some positive? 
Yeah, it, 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 it's probably best that we, we try and give it an even-handed critique. Okay. So, okay, let's I mean, try I, and and we, uh, I, I think there's elements of likability to it, but they're very, very brief. Like, not. Uh, I liked Rufus. Yeah, <laughs> the the hunter in the film, which the credits indicate is played by Bill Kerr, um, as a sort of, um, what's the guy out of Moby Dick again? Um, oh God, what what. It, Ahab. Ahab. Yeah, Captain he's a Ahab. bit of a Australian white bearded Ahab who looks strangely like George Carlin in the Bill and Ted movies. Um, that's a plus, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and and I was rooting for that pig. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a killer pig movie in which you you root for the pig. Yeah. Although the point I did wake about is when that old fella got his knees capped, like. So that got my you attention for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, and I went back to sleep. And um, we're trying to draw this out and and give ourselves like an an even review of Razorback, like we did the rest. But there really isn't much more to say than that. I guess if sorry, go on. I was I was just gonna say after that though, you said he went on to do Highlander. Yes, but in the same in the same regard, he also went on to do the what a third Resident Evil movie. Like there should ever have been a second one. And he also did Scorpion King 2, which, for me, is infamous for being a Scorpion King movie with a giant scorpion that's invisible. Read into that what you will, really. Um, but I'm sure there's fans of the men in loincloth and broadsword straight-to-DVD movies out there, so all hail to you. Go and fill your boots. Um, <laughs> if you had to pick... I um, don't know why I'm banging the table so <laughs> dramatically. Um, if you had to pick your like flick of the evening, um, what would you go with? Fox, you can shoot first. The first one. I forgot what it's called. Q Serpent. Q the Winged, <laughs> Q the winged, the winged Serpent. Right. That one. I'd, I'd go, yeah. I, I, think, I think I'd go with Fox. I think Q the Winged Serpent. I, I, I did think I'd go with Alligator, to be honest, but I, I've got an attachment to Q. Like... Do you remember Movie Drone when it was on on a Sunday night in our very like, years and years ago? Yeah, like very late eighties, early nineties. Q was one of those movies along with the Terminator and and Videodrome and things like that that I saw at a very young age when excuse me when I probably shouldn't have been watching it. So I have a kind of childhood affinity to it. Plus, in comparison to what we've seen tonight, it is. For all its plasticine monster, and <laughs> it, you could take the plasticine mon- monster out of queue, and it would still be a great New York as movie. Do you know the weird thing? I, I was convinced until the night. I was convinced that I had seen Q the Winged Serpent before, and I, and I don't think I actually have. Which that this is what I've got to ask them: Which movie would you confuse it with? Which other giant plasticine <laughs> winged serpent movie? Sure, there's something out there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so easy to get them confused. Um, but no, I, I think I think I've seen that. I think I saw the, the video lying around the house. Perhaps I don't know. I think the the the, the general like recommendation I would do is to take Q the Winged Serpent with the Bill Murray movies, Ghostbusters, and Quick Change, and you have yourself the perfect New York triple there, <laughs> like the New York attitude, the New York locations, and the the the, the New York sensibility. Basically, is well covered, but I don't think I'd venture into LA for the whole giant crocodile thing and. Mm. 
seeing Australia presented as a Duran Duran music <laughs> video holds no appeal to me whatsoever. And coincidentally, Duran Duran did feature in... in yes, that that's a good point. They, they did pump in a Duran Duran music they had, track. They had to get a the plug in there somewhere. Fox, you, you kicked off the evening. Is the the, the final thought? Uh, regular readers of the original issues of Steel Popcorn will remember we always give Fox a sort of Jerry Springer final thought <laughs> in the written form. So now that we're doing our first ever oral podcast, Fox, is there anything, absolutely anything you would like to say to finish off the evening? Okay, thank you very much for that. <laughs> no, the way I'm the minute, no, I couldn't really do. do you the you final do need to in, take into account that beer and cigarettes have flowed, and it is. And we started at 8 o'clock, and it's now what? Half past two. Half two, yeah. So, yeah, please forgive for the fact that we started out bad and we only got worse. Enough for what, about 19 hours now, 19, 20 hours? It feels that way. <laughs> no, it has been that way for me. <laughs> but thank you very much for listening. I've been Gaz Fox. Over to you. Good night. <laughs> Chris? Uh, yeah, night. I don't know why we're all waving. <laughs> we're all waving at the microphone. It's been that long a night that we're all sitting waving goodbye, like <laughs> in an audio capacity. Um, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next month. And Good next night. time we're going to have to start earlier. So then I'm on the ball for the final thought because tonight okay. I just can't do it justice <laughs> as I can. I, that that's Fox's final thought, right there. That, that, I guess that's that's reason for people to tune in next time. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you don't tune. In. I could quote the line I did the other one though. Tune in next time because Fox will have a final thought. That that that's a cliffhanger. I'm gonna do some recutting here and just like reuse lines I've used before. But that famous one I put on, I think it was one with Night Riders. The second one, yeah. the second volume of Saturday well, Night. Liberate Tutame, Exit in Ferris. Um, Fox is quoting from Event Horizon now, which is is never a good place oh, to dude. be. In. Yes. You've, yes, you've, but the line is perfect. You've just added ten minutes extra to the thing now where we'll berate you for the final thought being a quote from the berate us, but then they'll hear for an extra five minutes of me wrecking your house and beating you with your table. Like that that's just an average <laughs> end to every Saturday night with Fox around at my house, I would say. But, but as long you, as the people know what it means, then they'll get the gist of how bad Well you they might you've want. got all of the two listeners that we will have, my grand being one, um, who'll go out and research that. Or oh, do you want to give them the translation now, Fox? No, they can go find it. Okay. Good night, everyone. Or watch Event Horizon. No. Because it is don't, pretty good when they're pulling their eyes out and pulling their own guts out through their mouths. Don't make people watch Event Horizon, yeah, dude. Seriously. You know, it's got to be better than the tosh we've just watched tonight. The world's, Apart from the first one. The world's just coped with getting rid of George Bush and now you want to put the evil of having to watch Event Horizon on them. That's... It's not that bad. Dude, you told me to watch Knocked Up and that was two hours of shit. <laughs> We went from cue the winged serpent to <coughs> alligator to razorback to fox's quick three hey, words. If you want to start res- personal jibes about it, it's starting it, it's with not, Event Horizon, no, 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 no. Event Horizon gonna, is I'm a bad have movie. Have a go at your music collection. I'm going to go off on a wild tangent now. My readers know that I'm a Barry Manilow addict. This is really nothing. <laughs> yeah, but that's just like just wrong on so many levels. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night.